Hoosier Nation, what's going on? It's been a long time. It's been so long. Uh, you know, th this year's just been amazingly bad in so many different ways, and we wanted to end it on a good note, and let's talk some IU basketball. I think it's been a really long season at this point. Indiana's at 5-4, and 0-2 uh, in the Big Ten, tough losses to Northwestern at home, and Illinois on the road uh, by 7-9, and nine respectively. Uh, the Northwestern loss, I guess, stings in name, uh, but Northwestern is now 3-0 in the conference, and Illinois, uh, they're 2-1 in the conference, and, you know, a, a top 15 team in the country on the road with no fans. I thought, you know, Indiana did some good things in both of those games, but here we are, we're at 5-4, and four, and, and the reason I jumped back into this today was because of all of you, all the interactions we've had on Twitter to talk about you know, apathy within the program, and I don't plan my day around IU anymore. I do other things. And uh, I just, you know, I'm overall deflated about the time that, that is spent uh, on IU basketball. But at the same time, I got to thinking, you know, I'm an armchair quarterback, probably more than anybody. I'll call for a coach's head quickly. Um, I'll call for a player to be pulled. But then, you know, you, you start to kind of sit back and you you start to realize, um, you know, what is best for Indiana basketball and what is not the best thing for Indiana basketball. And, and what I can tell you is uh, the best thing for Indiana basketball right now is to build some consistency, to build continuity, uh, to build that within the current construct. Uh, you know, it may be fun to, to imagine uh, what it could be if, if a, co a different coach were here, right? Or, you know, players that maybe we missed out on that we did. Well, that's not the case. Um, you know, Archie Miller's under a full contract that we owe him through the end of, I believe, the next season. So Archie Miller's going to be the coach of this program. And, and I, you know, I'd even said on Twitter, you know, I didn't think that this was, this was working out. And, and I don't. I don't think it's working out under the current construct. And it's not necessarily – Archie Miller's fault completely. I think there's some guys that just aren't playing well, right? You know, you look at things and three specifically come to mind, and that's Al Durham, Rob Finnessy, and Jerome Hunter. And, and when I came in the season, I felt like if you could get 30 points a night from the three of those guys, I mean, obviously you got to take into the other stats, but ultimately you got to put, put the ball in the basket. Um, and right now you're just not getting that. You're not even getting 20. Uh, you're getting roughly about 20 a night. Um, from those three. So that's about a 10-point gap from what I would would want. You know, Durham's averaging under nine points a game. Rob's averaging just under seven points a game. And Jerome's averaging four. And I think really, you know, I would expect Jerome to be closer to that seven-point threshold. You know, Al being closer to 11 or 12 and, and Rob being closer to that 10 point threshold and that gets you to that 30 and right now that 10 point gap you know, you've lost by seven and nine there it is so you really look at things uh from from that perspective and you, you also look at you know, Al Durham shooting 25.8 percent from three Rob shooting 30.4 uh Jerome uh shooting you know about 37 percent from three so I think that that's a positive but you know you just it's hard to play Jerome consistent minutes when he continually gets lost on the defensive end and the offensive end. So I think when you look at that uh, overall perspective, you know, those are guys that have been here three and four years in the program. Obviously Jerome was out for a year and, and we always look back and, 
and you know we want to give him a little bit more uh, length on, on time and to get back and to get being a better player. Um, but I think you know I can sense frustration within him and and with the, those three are going to have to play better because ultimately you want to get into where Christian Lander, Jordan Geronimo, and Anthony Leal uh, can play a little bit more. And I think that time is rapidly approaching. If those three that I mentioned prior, Fennessey, Durham, and Hunter don't start playing better, you're going to see a hell of a lot more of Lander, Geronimo, and Leal. I think you'll probably see it anyway. There's only 10 guys on the team. I mean, Brock's not coming back this year most likely. He'll probably be back next year for a sixth year. Uh, but with back injuries, I just I don't anticipate uh, getting much from Joey Brunk, and he shouldn't rush back, quite frankly. A back injury could could set him back for the rest of his life if they don't handle it properly. So you have to, to do that. I think, you know, first and foremost, that's what I look at from the team. Now, I did not expect Armand Franklin to be averaging almost 14 points a game. So that is making up some of that ground from Al Robb and Jerome. Um, Trey Galloway, five points a game, doing some good things, but ultimately, you know, he's he's got to stop jumping when he passes and make make better decisions. Uh, but this team has ten players right now, and you got to get something from all ten. Uh, Jordan Geronimo, I think, should be playing a hell of a lot more. He is he's physically ready to compete at this level. Um, you know, I, I saw some good things, just some smart plays. The couple minutes he was in against Illinois. Uh, when he when he fouled Coburn down there instead of letting him get a layup, that's just a smart play. Now Coburn ended up making the free throws, but still just a smart play. Great looking stroke from the corner, hit the three. You know he challenges at the rim. Uh, you know I, I want to see a little bit more of him against Penn State and beyond. Christian Lander, I mean the kid's young. Uh, he does push the ball. He pushes pace. Um, you know I think defensively he's got a long long way to go. Uh, but you know ultimately. Christian Landers going to be the starting point guard for this team, and that's probably next year, um, most likely, right? But can we get him, you know, 15 to 17 minutes a night? Uh, I think that's reasonable to look at. And then the other guy is Anthony Leo. It's a guy that uh, he can shoot the basketball. He's got five field goal attempts on the season. That's got to change. Jordan Geronimo, seven field goal attempts on the season. That's got to change. Like, you know, if Anthony Leo can get you eight minutes, I mean, we need to get a couple shots up. And if he hits him, you keep playing. If he doesn't, okay, fine. I, I just think that doesn't make any sense to me uh, when I look at things. And when you look at shooting percentage, I mean, hell, Al and Rob are under 40% com- total. Uh, you know, Durham's shooting 60% from the line, 68%. So just ultimately, these guys are just underperforming. And these are guys that are not expected to be all Big Ten players but I expect them to be better than what they're playing. And I think that they will. I think water does find its level and maybe Al and Rob start to knock down some more shots and, and play better. I thought they really took care of the basketball much better against Illinois. And that's a really good, good sign. Um, you know, race Thompson uh, is averaging almost 10 points a game, you know, almost seven rebounds. I mean, if you told me you get, if you told me coming into this season, I'm going to get 10 and seven from race Thompson. I'm going to get, you know, 13 and five uh, from, from Armand Franklin uh, with a, with a shooting percentage of almost 50%. Like I just said, like, we're going to be really, really good. But ultimately you take the, the huge upswings of Armand and race, combine it with the downswings of Alan Robb. And then that's why you've got a team that's just pretty average right now. I think a lot of people are really, you know, they're, they're frustrated. They see five and four, oh, and two. That's not where you want to be. And, you know, you look at the Big Ten this year, there's nowhere 
for people to go. I mean, to get an easy win, the only t- the only one that Indiana plays is at Nebraska, and it's on the road. So you still got to travel to to freaking Nebraska. So there's elements there during a pandemic. You know what's that like? Uh, yes, we should beat Nebraska ten out of ten when we play them. But you know, going out there, you just never know. So really, this season um, just has a lot of makings where we don't know where it's going to go. But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be a fan of the Hoosiers. I've been my entire life. I thought about this. Like, you know, I was at the 1987 championship game. I was five years old. But I was there. I don't hardly remember. I remember a little bit of it. But I was there. You know, I was at the Duke game. I was at the the Maryland, uh, you know, game in in, uh, in Atlanta. You know, I was at uh, Nick's English Hut when when the Watt shot hit. So just some of those memories, uh, you know, uh, winning the Big Ten uh, with at a, at a bar in, in Los Angeles when we beat Michigan to clinch it outright. Um, you know, uh, winning the Big Ten with Yogi and the guys just a few years ago back in Indianapolis amongst friends, just, you know, and beating Kentucky in the Sweet 16s. Like those some of the moments that I think about that come to my head, but you look at it and the space and time between the successes is just, there's too long a gaps, right? And you look at, you know, from, from 02 to, to 11, right? Not a lot of success there. Uh, 11, 12, 13, uh, and then, you know, really into, you know, maybe like uh, 15, 16. And outside of that, there's just too many gaps within the program. There's no consistency there. And, and I think that's where some of the apathy comes in. Um, but, you know, uh, I think about, you know, this from a perspective of like how much time I spend focusing on this. And it's, it's a hobby, right? It's, it's something that I enjoy spending my time on. I enjoy doing this. Uh, I enjoy looking at the statistics. I enjoy trying to figure out like how can we – you know, have a better program. And I say we, cause I went to Indiana. Yeah. I didn't play basketball for Indiana. I never played basketball above the high school level. Um, and so, you know, some people will tell you, you know, because you didn't, you don't know what you're talking about. And I think Indiana basketball fans for the most part are pretty damn educated. Know what the hell they're talking about. And at the end of the day, this team just got to play better. You know, it, it, you got to put some shots in the basket. You got to stop making key turnovers. And that's really starts with Trace Jackson Davis. On the turn, he's got the most on the team, and that can't happen. And and who, you know, Armand's got the second most, and Race has got the third most. And you look at, okay, well, those are the guys that are scoring the most. They got the ball in their hands the most. I get it, but really, I mean, Fantasy and Durham on the season have 18 turnovers combined. So that's two a game. You know, traditionally not too bad based on the way uh, you know Indiana's been playing. But there's just, you know, going back to my original point, there's just no consistency within the program, and they're, they're there wasn't at the end of Bob Knight's tenure. There wasn't uh, under Samson and, you know, Crean. There wasn't. And with Archie Miller, the only consistency has been rock fights every night. Um, and, and a team that's that's good enough to maybe get into that, you know, bubble talk, you know, just miss out on the tournament. And I was thinking about this. If you're Archie Miller, you know, obviously the COVID thing happened and there's nothing you can do about that. But Indiana was going to the tournament last year. And that's got to sting Archie Miller because he knows people can still say Archie Miller's never made the NCAA tournament at Indiana University. And it's fact. 
Now, he was likely in. I think there was only one out of like 100 projections, so 99% chance they were going to the tournament last year, and it didn't happen. So technically, he hasn't made the tournament. Not technically, he hasn't made the tournament. He's got to make it this year. Now, does that mean that um, if he doesn't, that he's gone? No, I don't think so. I think that, you know, you've got to look at some things, how you do it, and this team is built on defense. And when the defense breaks down – do we have somebody to make that shot, that big shot? You know, we, we throw it into Trace and, and, you know, hope for the best. But really, look at Trace. I mean, he's shooting 52%. Needs to be about 60, right? Um, hasn't attempted a three all year. Race has attempted six threes. Armand Franklin shooting 50% from three. That's not going to continue, and I don't expect him. He shouldn't have to hit 50% from three. If he does, great. Uh, but, you know, if he can stay around the 40 range, that would be nice. But you've got to – I mean, it really boils down to three guys and two specifically. Starters of Al Durham, Rob Fantasy. If you want consistency out of this year's team, it starts with those two. And then Jerome Hunter when he comes into the game. Um, and ultimately, we're going to get some more younger players in there. But my ask is, you know, I'm just – I guess not my ask, but the way I feel is it's, I'm just tired. I'm tired of these 17 to 19, 20, 21 win seasons. This year, obviously, it'll be a little bit different because of only, you know, 27 games. But we've got to start building a little bit more success. And this team has an opportunity to turn that around. A lot of opportunity to get quality wins this year. Um, going into Big Ten arenas with no fans. There's not going to be anybody armed in there ready to come and get you. You know, there's going to be 50 people of, you know, uh, fa- friends and family, and that's about it. So Indiana's got an opportunity to still be okay this year um, and be have a good season. I think that they, they've done some good things up to this point with a couple of good wins on a neutral court. And, you know, if you can beat a Penn State and a Maryland um, at home, I think people would feel a lot better as they head into Wisconsin and then, you know, they've got Nebraska uh, after that. So I think – and then Purdue at home. So I think looking at those next five games, people are looking at that and saying, okay, where are we going to be? How are we going to do? And, you know, I hate waiting, but we've got another day to wait until we see how they respond against Penn State. And, and I look for them to respond positively and win that basketball game. They've got to. They've got to. Uh, Michigan State started 0-3 in the conference. So I think, you know, they've got to come out and, and they've got to get a win uh, Wednesday against Penn State to give us a little bit of a happy new year. And then they've got Maryland coming in. So an opportunity on your home floor, you know, where's your pride? So let's go, Rob. Let's go, Al. Let's go, Jerome. Let's go, everybody. Let's win a game. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to everybody. Talk to you soon.